the 10 uh, most famous movie cats of all time. I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And these are our incredible stories. Hello, folks. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, We'd like to welcome all of our friends from around the world and across the United States. We're so happy to have you back with us again for some more incredible stories. And uh, if you happen to be visiting for the first time, uh, welcome. We, We appreciate you coming on over, checking to see what we have to offer. And I sincerely hope that you enjoy yourself while you're here. And I hope that you enjoy it so much that you'll say, you know what, these guys are really on to something. I think I'm going to hit that subscribe button, or I think I might even follow them on, uh, you know, Spotify, iHeartRadio, well, you know, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. And join us each and every Friday for an incredible story. Now, that being said, today we have a very interesting topic, and it deals with one of our favorite animals that we have around the house, the cat. <laughs> this month, uh, we've really been dwelling on uh, cats, uh, Gary. We started off with the Cat People, a uh, 1942 movie from uh, RKO. And this is true. Then we followed up with uh, a great um, podcast with Greg Mank, a film historian of scary movies who talked a little bit more about the cat people and the 1944 uh, sequel uh, the curse of the cat people and uh, here we are now talking about other movie cats yes 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 mm-hmm. and uh, don't forget uh, when we talked about um, the uh, cat people we mentioned that the uh, black panther that was in the movie actually had a yeah. name his name was Dynamite. Dynamite, yeah. And his trainer was the same one who trained Jackie, the MGM lion that roars at the beginning of every MGM. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? So anyhow, uh, cats. Uh, We're not going to be talking about big cats like Dynamite. We're going to be talking about more the uh, pet cat variety this evening. Um, And as you know, dogs like to get the spotlight in movies. Oh, they do. That they do. But we all know it's the cats who steal the show when they appear on the screen. Always. Mm -hmm. They can be cute. They can be cuddly. They can be intelligent. They can be fierce. Yes, they can. But they always leave an impression. Does Gizmo, your little pet cat, leave an impression? Does my cat leave an impression? Let me think about this. (laughs) He wakes me up every night around 1 o'clock. In the morning. In the morning. Ooh. And or 4 o'clock in the morning. Ooh, that's and scary. both of those times uh, would be for food. <laughs> or um, if I am ignoring his cat-like behavior because I'm still trying to sleep. My little friend likes to wait until my mouth goes open because I'm snoring. And then he sticks his paw in my mouth. (laughs) Or if he's feeling particularly naughty and he really wants to get me going, he will take his teeth and he will grab the corner of my blanket 
and he will pull the blankets off of me (laughs) in the middle of the night. Um, And then when I wake up and go, leave me alone, he quickly runs over to where his food dish is, and he'll sit up there next to it because we have it up on a perch. And he'll go, meow, 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 meow. And it gets louder and louder and louder. louder, I've heard it. Now, when we had our son, Oliver, and he was a baby baby, Gizmo quickly found out that if he banged on the door, it would wake up the baby. (laughs) So then we would have the cat and the baby going. And he knew that if he sat by the door and did a tap, which was more than enough to wake us up, that we would quickly want to feed him not because he was hungry, but because if we didn't, he would wake up the baby on purpose. But do I love my cat? Yes, I do. Because yes, when, yes. when it's the daytime, he loves to be on our lap. He loves to play. He's great companion, and he's great with our son. He absolutely loves our son, Oliver. And the two of them are the best of friends. They really are. If uh, we hadn't promised to do the 10 uh, most famous movie cats of all time, we could make a whole show out of Gizmo. I, I'm convinced that he would have been been a terrific movie cat himself. Yeah. Oh, well, he's trainable. I mean, I've trained him to, and this is not a joke. A lot of people think, well, you can't get a cat to do anything. That's not true. Uh, cats are very intelligent. So the things I've trained Gizmo to do, uh, Gizmo does high fives. Gizmo will give you a kiss on the cheek. Uh Gizmo will also do, um, I don't know, kind of like begging hands or prayer hands or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if I give him a command to do one of those tricks, he'll actually do it. So he's he's actually a very smart cat. And um, and he's big. He's big. He's tell, a big guy. Tell the folks how big uh, Gizmo is. He's a Tonkinese, and I, I want to say he's around... 29 pounds yeah. but it's not fat it's he's, not fat at all it's he's just a very large he's almost as big as our uh, yorkshire terrier yeah, he's maybe a, a little guy. bit bigger than our yorkshire terrier he's something else yeah. he's well, a good guy though. what a what a great way to start the podcast yeah. folks i i too love gizmo he's uh He's really precious. Uh, anyway, though, mm-hmm. but back to the movie cats. Yeah, back to the uh, the topic at hand. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, we're going to be talking about uh, different movies and cats and and so Gary, uh, I'm going to see if you are familiar with any of these movies uh, and the cats that are in them. So the first one we're going to talk about is a cat called Mister Bigglesworth. Oh, Mr. Bigglesworth. Mr. Bigglesworth was, uh, I think he's a sphinx, mm-hmm. a hairless cat, and he was in Austin Powers, and he was part of all of the Austin Powers films. Now, that being said, I'm more than 100% sure that not only were there multiple Mr. Bigglesworths, but um, Mr. Bigglesworths, probably like Lassie, um, each film they probably had to find a di- more a different egyptian sphinx yeah. now but there was actually two mr bigglesworths uh that were different because at the beginning of the first austin powers film um the cat that they have is a very fluffy uh white haired long white haired cat and what makes it funny is that mr or that dr evil gets shot off into space and he's uh cryogenically frozen and what happens is, is Mr. Mr. Bigglesworth loses all of his fur because it freezes off. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's actually two of them. 
Yeah, like uh, like you said, he used to be a long-haired Persian, but 30 years spent in a cryogenic capsule turned him and Dr. Evil, he was with Dr. Evil, yes. remember, <clears throat> permanently bald. Yes. By the way, he was named Cat of the Year by Cats Magazine in 1999. How about that? Yeah. And here's what Dr. Evil said. When Dr. Evil gets angry, Mr. Bigglesworth gets upset. And when Mr. Bigglesworth gets upset, people die. Yeah, I think that he does that before he hits the button. <laughs> that movie is very funny. I re that, that came out when I was in high school, mm -hmm. and it was kind of the thing. Yeah. I, actually, you know what? I think the first one came out when I was in middle school, mm -hmm. and then the rest of them came out when I was in high school. And they were just so funny. Yeah. Because I, I, I like uh, Mike Myers. He's a great comedian. And uh, those are just, ugh, they always, you can't help but chuckle. So Mr. Bigglesworth is uh, memorable in Hollywood animal history. Our next one is a cat called Tonto. And he uh, shares a part of the title of the movie. The oh. movie is called Harry and Tonto. Oh, I thought you were going to bring up the Lone Ranger. Oh, no. Yeah, the Lone Ranger didn't have any cats. He didn't have a cat named Tonto? No. I'm kidding. I know he didn't have a cat named Tonto. <laughs> now, uh, Tonto was an orange tabby. Oh. Mm -hmm. And he won the 1975 Performing Animal Top Star of the Year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, in true feline fashion, Tonto gravitated toward the one person who didn't fuss over him during the shooting of the film. The actor who played Harry, Art Carney, who later admitted that he did not like cats. Uh -uh. <laughs> and a famous line from the movie is from Harry, and he said, My cat has to relieve himself. Oh <laughs> what year did that movie come out? Uh, that was, uh, night, well, he won the 1975 Performing Animal uh, of the year okay so it was in the 70s. 70s yeah i was gonna say that doesn't seem like a line that would have been okayed for a movie in the 50s or the 60s no 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 no. this is more the 70s uh the third cat we're going to talk about uh this evening is garfield from the garfield movie. oh he always hates mondays yeah tell us about garfield oh i love garfield garfield see I, my history with garfield not that there really is much of a history but uh I remember Garfield first from the Saturday morning cartoons, Garfield and Friends. I watched that religiously every Saturday morning. And I also remember Garfield from the uh, Sunday morning cartoons, uh, or Sunday morning paper in the uh, cartoon section. And um, so those were my two things. And then much later on, they, they did um, the Garfield films, they had Bill, Moore, Bill Murray that was the voice of Garfield. Yes. Now, here's a weird coincidence, and I don't know. Just, to me, it just kind of it's interesting. But um, it deals with Ghostbusters and Garfield. The actor who did the voice for Garfield in the cartoon played um, a Ghostbuster in the real Ghostbusters cartoon. And he played, um, what was his name? Peter Venkman in the cartoon. So the voice of Peter Venkman and was the voice of Garfield. Now, here's the weird coincidence. Bill Murray 
was Peter Venkman in the Ghostbuster films and was also the voice of Garfield. It's just a weird, oh yeah, strange fact, yeah. but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, I, and you know what? I, I don't think many people, uh, I don't think, I don't think anybody knows that. But it's just one of those things that I loved cartoons when I was a kid, and I was like, oh wait. Why is that the same voice? And I looked it up like a few years ago, the same person. And it's just the same thing. But it's just weird that both actors played the same character in Ghostbusters and both actors played the same character in Garfield. Do you remember what Garfield's favorite food was? Are you kidding me? Lasagna. <laughs> uh, he, he loves lasagna. He uh, has a love-hate relationship with Odie. I like lasagna myself. Mm. And uh, Nermal, his, I believe Nermal was his cousin, he was constantly uh, shipping Nermal off to a foreign country. Hmm. Well, you know, Garfield is one of those animals that uh, was on television, in video games, full-length feature movies. Um, a little uh, thing that you stick in the back of your window in your car. Yeah, and the most syndicated, uh, widely syndicated comic strip. In fact, that's uh, the comic strip uh, was his ticket into the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, how's that? Uh, he was in the most widely syndicated comic strip. Oh. So he, Garfield, is actually in the Guinness Book of World Records. How about that? Yeah. And a famous quote from Garfield, so much time and so little I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he spent most of his time sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of cat-like. All right, so there's Garfield. Uh, mm -hmm. How about Mittens from the movie Bolt? You familiar with oh, Mittens? Oh, yeah. I remember Mittens from Bolt. Mm -hmm. Yep. He was uh, well, he was a pretty savvy stray cat. Mm, it's a she. Oh, she. Yeah. Uh -huh. And she was declawed and abandoned by her humans and yep. unable to hunt for herself. She survived by intimidating the local pigeons into fetching her food. I do remember that. I, I don't remember who voices it, but I do remember that um, John Travolta played the voice of Bolt and Miley Cyrus was the voice of the uh, the girl that was his owner. And uh, But the two of them, uh, Mittens and Bolt, worked together to get him back reunited with his person. Mm -hmm. And if I can, uh, I'm going to make an attempt to assimilate uh, a female cat voice here now, Gary, so uh, stick with me on this. Uh -huh. Here is a memorable line from Mittens. Oh, let's hear it. They pretend they're going to always be there for you, and then one day they pack up and move away and take their love with them and leave their declawed cat to fend for herself. I remember that scene. She was very angry. She was bitter when she said that. Um, but what Bolt is trying to convince her to do in that scene is that not all people are like that. Some people actually love their pets. Yeah. And it's a shame that we have so many animals, though, that are abandoned in, in such fashion. Yeah. <clears throat> that always hurts my heart because you and I are both uh, consummate animal lovers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, we're halfway through our list with Oliver from Oliver and Company. This is a 1988 Disney classic. Oh, Are another you familiar Disney. with Oliver? Yeah, Oliver and Company is a very contemporary take on Oliver Twist and uh, features the music of Billy Joel. Oh. Mm -hmm. And one of Oliver's uh, favorite lines is, when are we going to get those hot dogs? 
<laughs> yeah, it, it takes place in New York. It's a very, very different kind of movie, but it's it's an enjoyable one. It's an upbeat musical adventure, and we really know and love it today, don't we? Yeah, I think, honestly, though, I think I've only seen it twice, but I, I do remember yeah. watching it. Yeah. Uh, then there's Sassy from Homeward Bound. Oh, oh, yeah. I like that movie, Homeward Bound. Yep. And Sassy, I think, is played by Sissy Spacek. No, Sally no, Fields. Sally Fields, yes. Mm-hmm. Sally Fields, that's what I meant. And the who flying is Sassy? Nun. Sassy is a Himalayan. Yeah, she's a Himalayan. And, and along uh, with a bulldog and a retriever, they mm-hmm. cross the Rockies to reunite with the family. Uh, this is one of my favorite books and movies. Yeah, but the book is actually a different name, isn't it? Because uh, Disney did a version of it back in the 60s. Um, I think it was called The Incredible Journey. And... Um, but it's the same story. It follows the three animals and their journey back to reunite with their family. Mm-hmm. Both of them great. Danielle, uh, my wife, Danielle uh, loves Homeward Bound, and she cries every single time she Ooh, watches. But I, it's at the end when uh, you see two of the animals, Chance and Sassy, have come over the ridge, and um, the three kids they see them. They're so excited, but you don't see Shadow. And the parents are like, oh, he, he may not have made it. You know, he was very old. And then all of a sudden, dragging himself out of the woods, you know, half alive is Shadow. Shadow. And he's, oh, Peter. And then uh, Peter's crying, and then all running over. And then everybody who's watching it is sobbing and crying. And that's when the Kleenex comes out and very <laughs> blowing their nose and all that kind of stuff because they're just overwhelmed with all of the you know, the joy and stuff. But um, that was also the last movie because Shadow was voiced by a famous actor and that was the last movie he had done before he passed away. Mm. Uh, You keep talking. I'll pull up that actor. Okay. um, I will mention that Sassy uh, was the film film name, uh, her, her name in the film, but her real name was Tiki. Tiki. Oh, I like that. T-I-K-I, it's kind of Hawaiian, Tiki. And originally she was rescued from a kitten mill, uh, Gary. Really? Yes. So she went literally from rags to riches, and she went on to thrive after the movie under her trainer, whose name was Tammy Maples. Wow. And and she actually learned how to do stunts on cue. I told you, cats are smart. People don't give them enough credit. They're smart. Trust me, they're smart. Do you have your information? I'm, I'm almost there. Okay. Uh, while uh, Gary is uh, seeking that little tidbit for you folks, I'm going to uh, quote a line from the movie from Sassy. Here's what Ka- uh, Sassy had to say that I think is memorable. Cats are smarter than dogs and more attractive. And we don't drink from the toilet. Yeah, she also uh, had a very famous line that was used by, by a lot of girls in, in elementary school. Um, she says, uh, cats rule and dogs drool. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, but then uh, that was twisted around uh, for us uh, boys, and the girls would say, girls rule and boys drool. Oh. I'll never forget that. Yep, 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 yep. And all right, I'm I'm on IMDb. Hold on. 
Gary is looking up on the International Movie Database. If you're not familiar with that, folks, that has every movie imaginable, all the cast, all the crew, production crew, um, statistics and the backstory, everything you could want to know about a movie. So we recommend that site to you, International Movie Database. Everybody knows about IMDb. All right, so uh, I have it right here. Uh, I'm going to show you the name. Um, Don something. I'm trying to pronounce his name. A-M-E-C-H-E. Amici. Don Amici. Don Amici. Oh, yeah, that's a famous name. I recognize yeah. that name. Now, a lot of people may not recognize that right off the bat, but if I name some of the movies he was in, uh, you'll know. Uh, Cocoon, uh, Trading Places, um, a lot of 80s comedies. Uh, okay, he, yeah, was, he, was those, he was in Golden Girls. I think he was started um, off in radio, if I'm not mistaken. Probably. He was in Coming to America, Harry and the Hendersons. I mean, the list just goes on and on. So if you've, any, if you've seen any of those films and you've seen Homeward Bound, the moment you hear his voice, you'll know exactly who he who is. Who he is. Yeah. Yeah, Don Amici. One of the voices in Homeward Bound. Yeah. Terrific movie. If you haven't watched it, please do so. Uh, it will be something that I think you'll remember. We're moving on to number seven on our top ten list, and we're going to talk about uh, Crookshanks from the Harry Potter series. Yes. Now, I'll be honest. I'm not a uh, giant Harry Potter fan. Oh. Uh, I have watched (laughs) anybody who's listening to this. I'm not trying to offend anybody at all by saying I have not really watched the movies. I have not read any of the books either. Um I watched the first film and I watched the third film and I have not watched any others since then. (laughs) Um, I did make a promise uh, to my son who is starting to get interested into Harry Potter, uh, Papa, who's sitting across from me over here, uh, for his birthday, got him the entire Harry Potter's series on DVD which I actually think you purchased those yourself to watch mm-hmm. and then didn't, uh, watch didn't watch them. And so you passed them along to your grandson. But uh, I told him I'd sit down and watch them with him because he's at an age where he really likes that kind of stuff. And I am, I am always willing to watch a movie because you never know. You might enjoy it. And I'm always, I, I'm not, I do have certain things I like to watch, but uh, I'm open to watching just about any genre. So anyways, Crookshank is in there. Mm-hmm. And Crookshanks is actually played by two red Persians, Gary. Oh. Um, their real names, I love them, Cracker Jack and Pumpkin. Cracker Jack and Pumpkin. <laughs> and, and, to make, and, and they look like really scruffy tomcats in the movie. Yeah. And to make them appear as scruffy as possible, their trainers stuck little bits of already shed fur back onto their bodies. So Cracker Jack and Pumpkin had fur uh, put back on their bodies. So they looked uh, pretty scruffy. And um, there's another cat, number eight, on our list, who's also from the Harry Potter series, and her name is Mrs. Norris. Uh, Argus Filch's pet cat, Mrs. Norris, she's often on patrol at night. She keeps an eye out for misbehaving students, and while hated by many, she's exceptionally loyal to Filch. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. And the author of the Harry Potter series, J.K. Rowling, 
She named Mrs. Norris after a similarly hated character in Jane Austen's Mansfield Park. So, really? Yeah, Mrs. Norris has a classical book connection. And there were several cats that played Mrs. Norris during the films, including a Maine coon named Pebbles. Huh. Yeah, and Pebbles became very good at walking across the set and stopping wherever she needed to stop for the cameras. And she was used whenever the film needed a shot of Mrs. Norris pacing the corridors of Hogwarts. Oh, uh-huh. how about that? Yeah. And so anyways, um, Filch, in talking to Mrs. Norris, says, Sniff around, my sweet. They might be lurking in a corner. Oh. Uh-huh. So, ooh, this cat then was connected with the villainous. Or villain. Yeah. All right, number nine. We're getting toward the end of our list. Puss in Boots from the Shrek series. Oh, yes. And Puss in Boots. And I think the main thing that we want to uh, uh, say here is... Uh, voiced by Antonio Banderas. Yeah, voiced ben, by Antonio Banderas. Very funny, very, very funny. He had a signature look, a musketeer cavalier hat, a rapier, boots, part of his roguish charm. And Puss is an accomplished fighter capable of disarming his opponents with a flash of his blade, but he's not above using his looks to get whatever he wants. And he says, my thirst for adventure will never be quenched. <laughs> Are you ready for our last most popular of the movie cats? Kay? Sure. We're going to pick orangey from breakfast at Tiffany's. Are you familiar with that movie? Um, I have not watched it the whole way through. Um, <laughs> and you know, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I am a big movie buff, but there are still a lot of movies I have not watched yet. I Do I know about Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yes. Do I know who wrote the movie? Yes. Um, do I know a little behind-the-scenes things about it? Yes. Have I watched it yet? No. no. But it's on my list. Okay. Well, there's lots of cats in Breakfast at Tiffany's, so maybe you should watch it. And nobody actually knows for sure how many cats there are in that movie. But Orangey is the only cat to have won two Picture Animal Top Star of the Year Awards, one of which was for Breakfast at Tiffany's. And Harry Golightly says, I'm like Cat here. We're a couple of no-name slobs. We belong to nobody, and nobody belongs to us. We don't even belong to each other. From Breakfast at Tiffany's. Wow. So there you are, folks. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this romp through uh, Hollywood cat history. And some I have of the some ten on- most beloved, most yes. popular cats in, in film. I have some uh, honorable mentions, though. Okay, let's hear your honorable mentions. Um, now, Cat in the Hat, mm-hmm. I think, should be mentioned. Okay. Um, because he's part, not just in the Dr. Seuss books, but in the animated movies as well as mm-hmm. the theatrical movies. Okay. Um, church. Good choice. Oh, church. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. I think Stephen is, King's yes, Pet Cemetery. A uh, fantastic one. Mm-hmm. Um, Figaro from uh, the uh, Pinocchio, mm-hmm. which is also Disney. And I would also say Sylvester the Pussycat. Oh, yeah. Or Tom from Tom and Tom Jerry. Tom and Jerry. I think those are good honorable mentions. And then yeah. one that 
it's it's mostly on the internet, but it's kind of you know picking up momentum. I hope something more happens with it. Simon's Cat, you remember Simon's Cat? Mm-hmm. It's a little animated short. Fantastic. And anybody who is a cat owner, if um, you watch Simon's Cat, I guarantee you everything that happens in that little cartoon short that's on YouTube, you'll say, "Yep, that's my cat." Oh, folks, there you go. Check out Simon's Cat on YouTube. Absolutely. I would strongly recommend it. Especially but, if you're a cat lover. Um, I know that there's a certain someone who is probably going to start bugging me in a few minutes for their food or something else. So I'm going to go attend to that. But until next time, I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And this was an incredible cat story. <laughs>